0: This is Rugger Matrix International, episode 167, coming to America. This week on the World's Most Quoted Podcast, we talk to Les Kiss, the interim coach of Ireland.
1: I've worked with Joe before and uh, we've had uh, an early discussion about things and he's very keen for me to be on and I'm very happy to stay on.
0: Kiss and his Ireland squad are heading to America, but the Lions are heading down under. Will they face Quade Cooper?
1: A team with Quade Cooper in it. Uh, is a team to be feared.
0: Rugger Matrix is brought to you by Strike. Check out their new fleet tracking system. It will save you hundreds of dollars a month. Go to strike.com.au. Proud sponsors of Rugger Matrix International. Hello and welcome to the program, episode 167 of Rugger Matrix International. I'm your host, Gerose n and some interesting reaction to last week's program where Wallaby great Mark Ellis suggested the Lions don't have X-Factor heading down under in 2013. Mind you, I don't know if the Wallabies do either, given the injuries from the Brumbies-Waratahs match last weekend, but we will see. Lots to talk about about the Lions and the tour that is coming up very, very soon. But in the meantime, oh, before I do say anything further on the lines, a note on last week, here's a picture of the great lunch between Greg Groudon and Mark Eller. I can report that Greg Groudon, the uh, eminent journalist from The Herald originally, and now with ESPN Scrum, paid for lunch. Mark Eller apparently bought the couple of beers. So, gentlemen, I'm glad you got it all sorted out in the end. Well, let's time to turn our attention to the Northern Hemisphere special show for the North this week. But of course, we'll be talking about all things global game. And we head to Dublin to speak to the current Ireland head coach. I say current, I'd love to see him there full time. And it's none other than our regular panellist, Les Kiss. Kissy, look at you, it's been too long since we last spoke.
1: G'day mate, how are you? Yes, I've been Laying low, uh, getting a few things done on the local front here, and um, but good to be back on rugged Matrix, mate. How's things?
0: Yes, very good. Thanks, Les. And there's lots happening in the Lions series. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, Eklund Kidney has been replaced, and you're about to sign, and you've got a new coach, and you're about to sign a new three-year deal.
1: Yeah, well, everyone knows what happened after the Six Nations. There was changes aplenty um, by the IRFU, and um, the process was... was uh, uh, set in place, and um, as was likely, uh, Joe has been announced as the uh, head coach uh, Joe schmidt uh, a good choice you know he 's done exceptionally well with Leinster over the last couple of years and has um, uh, certainly certainly done some great things in terms of um, producing a team that can uh, really turn up at the top end of uh, provincial rugby and Heineken Cup rugby so um, great to see him get into the role i've uh, i 've worked with Joe before, and uh, we 've had a Uh, an early discussion about things and he's very keen for me to be on and I'm very happy to stay on. So um, uh, look, it's it's agreed in principle, just a couple of things to tidy up on the whole issue. But uh, as it stands, I'm here with the Irish team uh, uh, for the next couple of years at least, so that sounds great.
0: Well, as you obviously have a very strong commitment for the Lions tour in terms of players, but what about for you and this squad that you're taking to the USA and Canada? I mean, how serious is this for you?
1: In actual fact, it's a, um, an extremely important process uh, in terms of Irish rugby. And I'd, I'd venture to say that the same would be said for Scotland, um, Wales and England. Uh, <laughs> or in real terms, any of the, the home nation or any of the six nation teams here because you know we're, we're virtually around 20, maybe the low 20s test matches away from a World Cup preparation. And... Um, that's not long. That's less than a general season for, for most provincial teams. So um, this tour uh, with the Lions tour on, which does take out a fair lump of lads from uh, each, of the, each, of the, uh, each of the countries, it gives you a chance to look at you know varying forms of experience or exposure that you would like to give to up-and-coming players or players that you think that you need to look at in certain positions. So um, it gives you a chance to, to put them into the test Um, arena and and see how they go particularly in a touring sense so um, for us it's a very important window and um, you know we're uh, also in the situation of having a a tour to Georgia which is on the back of an an IRB initiative to invite two emerging nations in Georgia and Uruguay into a a tournament uh, aligned with um, our second team basically uh, uh, which we're calling our emerging island squad and the junior Springboks, which they're calling the um, the Presidents' Fifteen. So, uh, from that respect, we we have a lot of players that are going to be representing on that. And uh, the decision there I've made is to, to 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 predominantly put a lot of younger players in that one, but also to to put a couple of experienced guys around the edges, particularly uh, in the number ten uh, jersey and Ian Keatley, and um, you know a couple of experienced forwards to... To just give them a bit of guidance, because it will not be an easy job over there. You know, you know what those nations are like, mate. With their tight five, they 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 are very, you know, can be quite formidable. So um, it'll be a great experience for them as well. So from our perspective, the, the US Canada tests um, and and the three matches that our um, Georgian tour will have in the, in the competing for the Tbilisi Cup will be uh, very important for us in, in the bigger picture.
0: Well, as interim coach, I mean, how much authority do you have? Do you have the authority to make some significant movements towards the next phase of this island team?
1: Yeah, well, Joe and I have had uh, you know a few discussions on a couple of levels, but, uh, uh, you know, Joe's flat out at the moment. Um, I feel for him because he's had this whole process. Um, he's had a team that he's trying to manage um, through three finals, basically. They've had a semi-final, then they've had uh, the uh the final of the uh, B, uh, the Amling Cup and also the final of the BNI Cup, which is the British and Irish Cup here that they have, and um, they won both of them. Uh, and now they have another final this weekend in the uh, Rabo Final up against Ulster, um, who, who finished top of the ladder. had a great year, uh, Ulster. Um, so he has been flat out with that. But we've had the chance to discuss, you know, quite briefly a, a few things. If um, he, he, he just doesn't have the time, really, to 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 come into play on the tour, he's going to join the tour later on, and um, he, you know he's he's quite happy for me to to continue with the planning that's been going on, and um, and to take the tour away, and uh, he'll be over there for uh, just before the first test, and, and most of the second week into the into the third, uh, second test against Canada. So it'll be great to have him there. His influence will be welcome when he comes, and um, uh, uh, I think. Overall, though, he's quite happy for me to just run it as it has been to date. And um, and then we'll wait till August in the summer before we get together, um, you know, to forge his plan forward for, for, for Irish rugby.
0: Yeah, right. So before we go too far forward, uh, let's look back a little bit. What is the legacy of Declan Kidney?
1: Well, I think without a doubt, there's um, uh, it's been well noted in, in, in the media here that we've... Um, um, I don't think we've seen the last of Declan, but we've seen in the last five years a representation of a man who's probably the, the best Irish coach that's ever been <laughs> around the traps. He's won two Heineken Cups, uh, a couple of um, Magnus Leagues championships, I think, and a Grand Slam. Um, has had the most uh, successful World Cup campaign. Uh, so, I, you know, I'd, I think without a doubt that he's done some magnificent things for the game. Um, you know it's very unfortunate how, how it all ended up, but... Um, I've caught it with Declan a couple of times, and uh, as the man he is, he's you know he's he's not bitter. He's just happy to understand that this is the process and this is what happens. It's the nature of the game that we're in, and um, uh, you know it'll be a shame that if he's not included in the game somewhere in rugby uh, in the future, because he's a good operator. But we all know, Brock, that things move on and time moves on, and that's what's happened now. And um, you know, there's a lot of optimism about um, you know things going forward. We we know that there's a lot of uh, potential talent here, but it's only potential until it's realised in in a sense of winning test matches, and and that's probably our challenge going forward. And um, and in the bigger picture. Um, we know what's down the track, but the only thing that's really controllable at the moment is the here and now, and, that, and that's these two tests coming up. So uh, that's important for our players to understand that. We're going to, to some fairly hostile environments in Houston and, and Toronto, and we're playing two teams that have really improved you know, on a massive scale since the World Cup. Um, their, their style of game and the way they play has really improved, and, and they've got players who are playing regularly and... Um, you know, in top competitions in Europe. Um, on the final on the Friday night in the uh, the Amman Cup, they had Scott Lavala. He played a great game. He's, he's, he was in the lock forward position and number six position for the USA. When And we had uh, Jamie Cudmore, who, who was, you know, it's a big strapping lock that played for Clermont. So you've got these players on the edges in these teams over there that have experienced, you know, uh, rugby at a high level and, and, and playing it at a high level regularly. So, they won't be easy. They'll be tough challenges, and it's important that our players get our head around that and make sure that we get to a point that we prepare well and and get the, the, the 80 minutes that, that these games will deserve. Well,
0: what about the U.S. coaches? I mean, Mike Tolkien is well known to us through our connections with Bruce McLean and the New York Athletic Club. Tolkien, of course, taking over as the American coach of the American team, so a bit of a change there. And uh, as I said, we, we know a lot about these guys for our programming network, but uh, what about their abilities? What's your assessment of them?
1: Yeah, well, I know Mike. Uh, I know Bruce well, and um, and, and Mike's a, you know, a pure gentleman and an exception, a good rugby brain. I, it's no mistake that they've improved their rugby in a number of um, uh, elements of their game, particularly they've they built a more expansive game. Um, one of their coaches is a is a real contact expert. He, he's uh, I think he comes from a wrestling background, so he he works on uh, you know some real pure techniques in terms of the breakdown and contact work. So um, you know they're going to be very uh, very much improved around the, the contact area. Uh, they've also have a a coach who's coming in their attack and backs a guy called Tony Smith who. Uh, ironically, has worked here in Dublin. He works for Trinity Rugby here, and I've worked with him, you know, a dozen times. So he knows me inside out. Uh, so that, uh, and I know him probably inside out. So there, there's an interesting uh, link, link there as well. <laughs> so, so you know, it's a, there's a familiarity about people knowing each other from both coaching staffs, and um, so that makes it interesting for a start. But therein lies the, the real challenge that that you just you have to realize that they are improving um, year-on. And um, uh, when Eddie was there, he, he certainly put another layer on them. Um, you know, and Mike, with the assistance he has around him now at the moment, has certainly put another layer on them. They're, they're a more expansive team. They, they do try to, to build more, more phases um, and, uh, and use the ball and, and create space um, in terms of their their attack movement and, and the and the pattern they use, so it's it's going to be you know a big challenge because Houston in itself is going to be you know probably early thirties and eighty percent humidity, so it's, you're fighting the elements as well. Uh, but that's what you have to prepare for, and uh, you're fighting a team that that's vastly improved from the World Cup.
0: Well, as we're all familiar with, great names out of Ireland: Brian O'Driscoll, of course, uh, Johnny Sexton, Sean O'Brien, just to name a couple. Tell us about a couple of names we might see emerge out of this tour to the Americas.
1: Yeah, well, we've had a couple of them already in, in, uh, involved in the previous campaign, Six Nations. Uh, a couple of guys who, who got on the test, Paddock and Paddy Jackson and, and Ian Madigan, who's continued some great form this year. They'll get a chance. Uh, they've both been named as our 10s for the tour and they'll both get a chance to, to, uh, you know, to run the game in a test match from the number 10 position. We have a young number nine who's played extremely well for Connor um Kieran Marmium uh and um that's you know Connick just managed to really you know fight above their weight and that, you know their, their resources as we know aren't as great as the other provinces here and as and most of the other clubs in the in the competition so um uh, to have him perform so well this year is a real bonus because he's had to do it under some really tough circumstances at times but he's done a fantastic job uh, young Kieron, so he, he's joining us uh, Stuart olding is an interesting one um, and under he could play under 20s, but he's done extremely well this year He's got a good left foot. He's can play he's pl- uh, He's played 12 more recently with Ulster since Luke Marshall's had a a, a setback um, He's played 10 um, and he's also played 15. So an interesting character and uh, a real good talent So he's coming across with this to explore what it takes to to perform at this level and prepare at this level uh, Robbie Henshaw an under 20 uh, player that we've had involved in the Six Nations as well and um, uh, you know he, he's played 15 all year he's, he's a, a, a natural 13 so he'll get a few opportunities on tour as well and um, um, it'll be interesting to see you know those young backs and how they go but we've also got a young tight head and Jamie Hagen who's, who's being included in the squad uh, and you know every every team around the world is trying to improve their depth in that area and it's a great opportunity for him to to come along and 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 just see what test rugby is all about and and experience that world in in a different environment so um overall there's there's some great opportunities um and those among others but uh, and that's what these these windows are for to to explore the options um basically come november you want to be as a coaching staff um uh, be a little bit more informed about certain players in certain positions but also you these tours are opportunities for players to be informed about themselves and what's required to perform at this level. So uh, you know, we intend to, to prepare in a, you know, an extremely um, uh, professional and, 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 and specific way to ensure that these guys get the right experience because uh, you know, the bigger picture, as I mentioned before, in terms of, of tournaments going forward, aren't far away. So we just have to use this this time wisely.
0: Ok Les, looking forward to your comments about the Aviva Premiership, the Rabo Top 14 and the Heineken Cup just passed. But uh, we'll hear from you in a moment about those wonderful competitions. But first, it's a quick break on Rugger Matrix. Strike GPS tracking is the most sophisticated tracking package on the market, capable of tracking single to thousands of vehicles. Strike customers have recorded savings of up to $150 per vehicle per month with the STRIKE tracking package. inquire at strike.com.au or call 1300 792 044 to begin your cost-saving endeavour. Whether you're looking to increase productivity, raise OHS compliance, monitor driver behaviour or provide security for your assets, STRIKE has a tracking solution for you. And many thanks to Strike for sponsoring Rugged Matrix, that is a great product, I can vouch for it myself because tracking your vehicle is something that I need to do, and using their hardware and software makes it so easy around tax time, so uh, thanks to Strike, make sure you check them out by clicking on the link from our website, that'll take you right to that GPS tracking and fleet software system. Very very good. Alright, now back to Les, Kiss and Kissy. Just in your neck of the woods was the Heineken Cup, and it was a cracking final and victory to Toulon.
1: Oh, it was brilliant. It was a fantastic atmosphere in Dublin um, last Friday uh, night and Saturday. Friday night obviously saw Leinster win um, uh, the Amlin Cup over Stud, and uh, that was um, mm. a, you know, a really fantastic uh, experience for, for Dublin to, to, to hold that on the Friday night at, at, at the RDS. Um, but the big event, obviously, was the Heineken Cup, and, and two French teams here, magnificent. The, the atmosphere was fantastic, mate. It was a, it was a, um, a very compelling final, really. Uh, the first half probably meandered a little bit, and they were feeling each other out, but the second half really opened up, particularly when Clermont showed their real class in, ter- in terms of getting over the try line and expressing themselves in that way. But um, you look. You just have to take your hat off to Toulon. You really feel for Clermont and and Vern, Cotter and Co. because they really have probably been one of the best teams in Europe in the last four or five years, but just haven't been been able to name that big one. But um, you know, Toulon have always been sort of criticised for you know buying people. But uh, look, every club buys people. Every p- club pays you know big money to to keep players they want and buy players they want. But it's one thing you can't buy and that's team spirit and, and, and a culture that's, that's determined to fight back from being down in major finals and, and, and find a way to win them and, you know, the way that they handled that was fantastic. Wilkinson, obviously, you know, masterful display, uh, cool as a cucumber when the pressure was on. Uh, Armitage with his try was, you know, he, he cleaned it up, uh, albeit to some controversy with his finger-waving at um, Brock James. Uh, the lobby, he was brilliant at the breakdown uh back his boat you know there was there was a number of players that were just putting their hand up day uh minute on minute then bastro in the centers you, you just can't buy that you know you you can spend money on players but you can't guarantee that it's going to to end up in a spirit that's determined to to go forward in big big games and and fight back against the odds and win it and, and that's what they did so i think it was um a well-deserved victory, albeit not the favourite, but they fought their way to the win, so they had a fantastic win and um, it was a great weekend for Dublin to have You know, th- three French teams here, a local team um, in Leinster playing as well, and there was a great atmosphere overall, mate.
0: Yep, totally agree, Les. We'll be back in a moment with Les Kiss after another quick break. <music> Rugger Matrix is proudly brought to you by the good rugby folk at strike.com.au. Go there and you'll get 10% off your next reversing camera, Bluetooth car kit or other accessory. It's all about safe driving, no texting while driving. That's what Bronco and Casho say. So visit strike.com.au, enter the code Matrix and you'll get 10% off. Welcome back to Rugger Matrix. And yes, Les, as you mentioned, a massive effort for Toulon by Johnny Wilkinson. Can you see him making it to the trip down under for the Lions series?
1: Yeah, um, I think it's a question that's been asked a fair bit or muted a fair bit around the uh, the traps here in, in Europe. Uh, I don't know anything, that's for sure. But my, my feeling is that he will be taken away. I, that's the thought I had at the time. Uh, I know that Toby Flood hasn't been picked in the uh, the English team to go to Argentina, but um, you know they rested a couple of guys and, and, and are giving them a chance to recover after a long season. But he, there's no doubt that he'd still be on standby for the Lions. Um, but you know, I, I think if he was to be there, he'd be picked now. I, I think if the extra spot's going to be filled, it it'll it'll will be by. Johnny Wilkinson I think that's where it will go. After what we saw last week and and even the the, the, the semi-final of the um of the uh, Heineken Cup you'd have to say that um it would be a smart decision. Uh he might be 33-34 but he he still knows how to close out games. He's he's a tough competitor. He's got that experience and um you know uh well I'm only I'm only imagining that um that Johnny will start the test matches over there. Johnny Sexton, I think he should. He's in, he's in fantastic form. That boy, I tell you. And, and when we lost him in the Six Nations, it was a huge loss. But um, he, I think he's, I think he's in the top two scrum halves in the world at the moment. Uh, fly halves in the world at the moment. Johnny Sexton He's just in, in great form. So you can imagine him starting games. And um, you know, I know they've got Farrell there, who's a, a superb performer as well, who can play ten and twelve, but. If They wanted someone to come off the bench and, and really finish things off in a in a real clinical manner. They could use Johnny Wilkinson for sure, so um, if they do take Johnny, uh, I think they have three tens that that I think have a have a blend of qualities that'll be very handy for uh, for Gatlin to use so I can see him I can see him being added to that cheering squad at the end of this and um, As I say, I'm not privy to anything, and I'm pretty sure Warren Gatlin and co would never be be admitting to that, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens, mate.
0: Neither would I, mate. Neither would I. Now, Robbie Dean's announced the 25-man Australian squad to take on the Lions, and I think the big talking point out of that, Les, was the fact that Quade Cooper was left out. And not only was he left out, Robbie Dean's had a few uh, pretty, uh, I guess, ordinary things to say about Quade Cooper's uh, defensive capabilities and talking about him defending in the front line and uh, that whole area being combative and the fact that uh, it's a step up from Super Rugby. So there was clearly uh, a swipe at his defensive capabilities. Now, we all know he's a great X-Factor player, and without him, I don't think Australia does, outside of Izzy Falau. Israel Folau, uh called up after just 11 games of uh, Super Rugby. Just extraordinary. This player, if you don't know about him overseas, Israel Falau. Uh, played AFL football, Australian rules football, for two seasons and was pretty poor at it because he was a rugby league player before that, but it was a big publicity drive, fantastic rugby league player, well he's an even better rugby union player and he's killed it, so he gives us X factor in an Australian team, and Kurtley Bill, well he's in rehab at the moment, there's hope that he will come out in time to play in the Lions series, but he hasn't got much time to do that but we saw when he came back and played for the Rebels after a couple of weeks out, he just nailed it straight away, so let's hope that Curley can make it back. So having said all that, Quade Cooper not in the uh, Australian side, and uh, I guess the Lions would see it as a bit of a different prospect playing against Quade Cooper, because he is a dangerous threat. What do you think, uh, Liz? Quade Cooper out of the Australian side? Good or bad for the Lions?
1: Yeah, look, it's interesting. Um, look, i I haven't watched as much Super 15 as I would have liked this year and I and um and I haven't read as much as I would have liked but uh, it's interesting comments um in in some ways you understand what Robbie's saying but I, I do know this that that when we play them as Ireland in, in the World Cup and and previously it's a it's a headache to prepare against uh Quade Cooper um he is a type of player that that um you know, most European players here, and particularly the home nations, um, they do uh, you know, find it tough to handle those types of players. Um, uh, the Lions have picked a huge team. They're you know, a fairly big team in terms of their physique. Um, and guys like James O'Connor, uh, Kirtley Beale, and Touchwood, everything goes well there, and Curtley gets back uh, into a situation that he can compete there again. Um, Quade Cooper, Will Jenner, those types of players are players that are that we that we do find dangerous um, from a northern hemisphere perspective. So look, I know there's spots open, and um, you know at, at the moment Quay's you know, not there, but I'd imagine that he will be included at some stage. And um, um, yeah, but that's a decision and uh, for Robbie to make. And. I think every coach has a right to make the decisions as they wish to. Um and people will speculate and have opinion around it for sure. But but um it, you know, I do know one thing for sure. It's a Quade Cooper, uh, a team with Quade Cooper in it uh, is a team to be feared and um uh I think I just you know, I think that in the end he will be in, in included in, in the squad and um he'll be he'll be toggling up against uh the Lions boys and uh, I know that they would yeah, fear that prospect, that's for sure, because he is a, a very spectacular player, where, uh, when particularly when a team is on the front foot.
0: Yeah, Les, uh, Deans was pretty quick too, to rule out George Smith from the Lions series. Now, he suffered a knee injury in that Waratah's Brumbies game the other day. He took out a couple of players, actually. But uh, scans have since revealed that the injury is not so serious. So I reckon uh, he's a possibility of even coming in at some point of the series. So you know, the Lions surely would love to see him out of the series rather than playing in it.
1: Yeah, so he, he, you're saying he could be right now, Ron.
0: Oh, there's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you this, Les. If I haven't seen the MRI scans myself, then, you know, I'm never going to rule him out because yeah, he's that mean. resilient.
1: I know exactly what you mean. Look, um, I know from, from a couple of conversations I've had throughout the year, he's, he's, had, he's been in great form. Uh, I'd be surprised if he isn't included. Um, natural fact. I, I didn't watch the game in the weekend. I've yet to look at it. Um, uh, but uh, I heard one of our analysts was saying that he was absolutely superb, George Smith, um, in the way he goes about his business. He just knows the he knows his body, he knows the way that he works, and he knows the game intimately. He's he's just a consummate performer, isn't he? At seven, so. I can imagine that he'd be part of it. I know Hooper's also, you know, playing some great football too. So I think they you know, with your man um uh, Pocock out, I think they've got a couple of good sevens there and a couple of other championing at the bit around the edges too. So Australia will be well served in that area again and um look there's gonna be some magnificent battles around that area, but if uh, you know, I think anyone, any any smart person in Rugby would back George Smith to be able to do a fantastic job for the Wallabies when he plays. Uh, if he plays for the against the line, so. Um, um, but I will say he will have some tough competition against him um, from from the back row that that we have picked up here. Um, there's some really good players, and and back row seems to be a good strength in in the northern hemisphere at the moment. So um, uh, I'm really looking forward to that battle actually in the series. It'll be fantastic.
0: Okay, Les. One final question, and Ronan O'Gara. He's hung up the boots. He's no longer playing, and he's moving into a coaching career. I mean, you spent a lot of time with him. Some words about his legacy too for the Ireland rugby team.
1: I had a um, I had a good chat to Rog about five weeks ago, and then and, and only on the weekend after I heard the news, and I, I rang him to to see if it was actually true, and uh, and he confirmed it to me. Uh, look. it, it He's seen an opportunity in coaching and um, and he sees this as his next step in the game. Um, and I think it's a, a, a good step in terms of the pathway he's trying to take. Um, whether he could have gone another year or not is another question, but obviously there was an opportunity that was sitting there for him and people were, uh, were interested to talk to him. So I think uh, probably the key is that encouraged me he was very mature in the way he was thinking about the challenge he didn't think it was going to be easy he didn't think it was going to just be you know I'm running I will turn up and I and I will be able to coach well he knows there's a challenge and he knows there's a lot to learn and and I think he's got his head around the fact that it's a totally different world when you're on that side of the fence from a player to a coach but um, you don't really understand it you might be able to talk about it in a in a positive way or a proper way but until you get there, you don't know. And I think the step he's taken to go and work with um, with uh, Racing um, to work with their with their junior setup and with the young uh, number tens and nines in their in their younger squads, but also to be a resource in terms of coaching for the top squad, I think it's a, a really smart step that he's taken. And um, and I wish him well. I think I think he'll do well. If there's one player who knows pressure and how to handle it and how to how to how to fashion something out of out of really tough situations, he's, a, he's, he's your man you want to talk to. And um, uh, I, I think he'll do a fantastic job for him. And uh, I know it's a, a big opportunity for him and a, and, a, and a wonderful challenge for him and his family to, um, to move over to pa- Paris and, and embark on this new new part of his life. So I wish him well. I think he's done a fantastic job for Irish rugby. I've been part of it for five years. And I must say, um, really, have I seen a tougher man uh, on a footy pitch in, in terms of um, his mental strength and also being in a channel where people targeted him, you know, incessantly running big guys at him and he never shirked his duties. Uh, a wonderful servant of the game here and I, I think everyone just would wish him the best of luck in terms of his, his endeavours in the coaching field.
0: Okay, Les, Les Kiss, the current head coach of the Ireland rugby team, for the moment anyway, I Just uh, looking at you, you look so cerebral there. You've got all those books behind you. Very learned.
1: Yeah, very studious looking, aren't I, mate? I can fool some people. I've, I've fooled you, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, it, it looks like I'm talking to Ron Burgundy. <laughs> uh,
1: by the beard of Zeus. I don't know what you're talking about, mate. <laughs>
0: all right, Les Gis, thanks for joining us on Rugged Matrix tonight. It's been a pleasure. And keep well and enjoy your trip to the USA. And Canada, of course.
1: Thanks, mate. Great to catch up again. It's um, been a while, but it's uh, uh, hopefully we can stay in touch over the next few weeks and get a chat while I'm over in America um, uh, with this tour too. Cheers, mate.
0: Actually, it'd be good to get Bruce McLean, Mike Tolkien and you together on one of the shows.
1: Uh, oh, that'd be crack. That'd be very good. So, uh...
0: Okay, Liz, thanks for joining us tonight.
1: Thanks, mate. All the best, mate. Hey? Bye.
0: There he is, Les Kiss, joining us from Dublin tonight. What a great fella. That is it for episode 167. We'll be back next week getting closer to the lines with another cracking episode of Rugger Matrix International. Until then, enjoy your
1: week.